We have been in a series called, does anybody remember what our series is called? Yeah, come with me. And we have moved into this portion on following the call of God on our lives. And so like Pastor DJ said, our setup is a little bit different today and there is a reason for that. First of all, we're Shine Church. We love to experiment and have fun. We really value connection, but also because we believe that the Holy Spirit is implanted in the heart of every person in this room. And there is so much that can happen in the exchange with one another. So feel permission and the invitation tonight to share your victories, your struggles, to encourage and to be encouraged as we just journey together, as we learn. Um, I have a lot of content and my heart is more that you would be able to engage with one another and really dive into that connection. So bear with me, please. I'm going to try to cover it as quickly as I can, but also um, I'm just really passionate about this. And so I have been really challenged by the Holy Spirit and really stirred personally as I've been studying this. My prayer is that you will be as well tonight and that you will find things that you can take and you can apply as you go through your day to day. Um, last week, Lauren covered the biblical call and how that was defined was to know God, to become like Christ and to glorify God. And it's important that we talk about this because we can't follow the call unless we have an understanding of how to accomplish this, right? So that's part of what we're gleaning from one another is how do you follow? What applications do you place in your life to follow the call of God in your day to day? So really tonight will be very practical, but I wanna peel back the curtain a little bit of what the Lord has been doing in my life and in the walls of our house. And then also the conversation that started this in our teaching team. And it stemmed from this question. Can we follow the call of God on our life without discipline? If we don't have spiritual disciplines in our life, can we follow the call of God? And I'm submitting that to you tonight. I'm not presenting an answer, but ultimately, can we follow the call of God without obedience to what he's already asked us to do? And I will submit this to you. In John 14, 23, it says this, Jesus replied, loving me empowers you to obey my word. So let me lay the foundation when I'm using the word spiritual discipline, right? A lot of us, maybe in this room, you have incredibly negative um, experiences with that word. It's like a dirty word to you. You've experienced control or abuse or manipulation or shame, but we have to recognize that we are a vast body. So we probably do have people on the other side of the spectrum where you're naturally more of a principled person. You're someone where a uh, discipline, if you will, comes more easily for you to apply. But on that side, maybe it's a little easier to follow the discipline and to forget the love. The love, we're not, discipline isn't for the sake of discipline, right? Discipline is so because of our love for Jesus that we would be willing to lay our lives down to connect with him and end up in this amazing cycle of following Jesus. And so last week, Lauren had a very long list and we're gonna put it on the screens, but I wanna ask you this. If we are called to these things, so some of them being, we are called by name, 
to repent and baptize, the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit, a holy life, to be holy in the same way that Jesus is holy. I don't know if reading that makes you feel the same way that I feel, but I'm like, Jesus, help me. (laughs) Woo, Jesus, help me. If we are called to those things, do you agree then that we are responsible to tend to our hearts, to set priorities in place, and to sometimes have to make some hard choices? It's not about the discipline in and of itself, but it's about loving Jesus well. How do we love him well? John 14, we obey. And we see all of these things in scripture that we have the privilege. And for me personally, I've been on this journey of changing my language. In our culture, we're very quick to say, I have to go to work. I have to read my Bible. I have to go out with my friends, right? When I'm talking about my Jesus, I want to change my language to say, I get to spend time with Jesus. I get to spend time in fellowship with the people who love him. May I become more in his likeness because I get to experience these amazing positions of connecting with him. So as we talk about spiritual discipline, if you are in the room tonight and automatically your wall went up, you turned your brain off, you want to turn your heart off, I'm going to give you some alternate words, okay, that you can interchange for what I'm saying as I'm teaching tonight. But we have spiritual practices, establishing habits, rhythms, routines, postures, position. We talk a lot um, at Shine Church just about the posture of our heart. And so when we're talking about these spiritual disciplines, we're talking about postures that we have before the Lord. And I recognize that a message like this can feel heavy or burdensome to some. And please, please, please hear me when I say this. If you hear nothing else, that is not the heart behind this. The heart behind this is that Jesus is worthy of our intentionality. He's worthy of that. Jesus, you are deserving. It's all about him. He's supreme. So would we posture our lives to place him there? And so I just want to go ahead and actually start with some discussion at your tables. And like we said, this is trial and error. So we could be like, wow, we need a lot more time to chat. We want to cover everything in the room. I don't know. We're going to give it a go. I would ask that you would just be willing to open your heart and to join with us as far as you are comfortable But our first question tonight that you can discuss at your table is, do you personally have positive or negative connotations with the word and concept of self-disciplines or spiritual disciplines? So you can be as brief as to say, or you can expound on that. We will welcome both. So go. I am just going to ask us to pray together right now. So I'm going to lead us just through a prayer. If you guys would close your eyes and just present yourselves to the Lord. Jesus, we ask you right now for people who have had negative experience, whether that's been through abusive or controlling languages or opinions of other people, God, we ask that they would just be able to receive healing from your Holy Spirit tonight to have an open heart and mind to receive from you on this topic in a new and fresh way. 
We want to see this the way that you see it, Lord. And for those who have had a really positive experience with just practicing spiritual disciplines and connecting with you, God, would they be encouraged to dig deeper in their walk with you and in their daily practices? We also, we pray for the person who maybe doesn't even feel that they've learned about this or studied it or heard it before, or that maybe they haven't been able to implement it. And so God, we ask that you would give bite-sized steps to each person in the room where we feel that we can take direction of just continuing to walk towards you. And we thank you for that in your name, Jesus. So I wanna clarify discipline a little bit as we're talking about this because we are not talking about the discipline of God in the sense of him bringing correction. Some people would use the word chastisement, you know, different words that we read in scripture. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about spiritual practices and the lifeblood of our connection with Jesus, okay? When I was growing up in youth group, I heard it said this way and I had no idea how good this was at the time. We can thank that person. I don't even remember which pastor it was, but spiritual discipline is putting rhythms in place that sustain you. So for me to choose a spiritual discipline is for me to recognize that I am sustained by Jesus and whatever way I can connect with him, I'm willing on a day-to-day basis to engage with him through these practices. Remember our language, I get to engage with Jesus. And so um, maybe you're in the room and you have joined on the church-wide fast for Lent. Well, that's a spiritual discipline. You're already practicing it. Maybe you didn't even know that, but through this discipline, we declare our need for God and our dependence on him. And we're declaring, Jesus, you are my sustenance. So that's exactly what we're talking about tonight. In 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 8, it says, have nothing to do with irreverent, silly myths. Rather, train yourself for godliness. For while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. Spiritual disciplines are part of our training for godliness. In this context, godliness meaning to reflect the nature of the kingdom of God in the course of everyday life. I'm gonna say this again. Spiritual disciplines are part of our training to reflect the nature of God or I'm sorry, the nature of the kingdom of God in the course of everyday life. So this requires a decision on our part. And I find it really interesting as I was studying this out, for some reason in our culture, we feel really drawn to maybe some self-help books. How do I draw boundaries? How do I multiply my time? How do I create a, a habit in 21 days? But we have a hard time bridging the gap and saying, how do I apply this to my faith and to my relationship with Jesus? So again, all it is, is that we're willing to say, I will be intentional in my walk with Jesus because he's worthy of that. And a couple of things just to clear up, and I've already actually heard in conversation tonight, the heart of discipline, when we're talking about it in this way, discipline is not striving. We're not trying to earn anything from God. Um, It is not legalism. Legalism is self-centered. And it says, I will do this to earn God's love. But discipline is God-centered. And it says, I will do this because I love God. 
I will do this. I will make this choice out of the overflow of my love for Jesus and as an application of my love for him. Discipline gets us out of emotionalism. So what do I mean when I say that? We all know in this room, and feel free, you can come punch me later if you totally disagree, but our emotions, our feelings are not reliable. It's not a firm foundation for us to live off of feelings. So our feelings and emotions given to us by God, absolutely. Thank God, that's a beautiful thing. It shows us a lot about where we're at and what we need and it drives us to him, but we cannot be led by feelings. And Eugene Peterson says it this way, We are not to act on feelings for God. Rather, we are to choose acts that develop feelings for God. Do you see the difference? So I'm going to make a statement really fast, and I want you to respond with true or false. Okay. They will know that we are Christians by our disciplines. Of course not. It's our love and our desire for Jesus, our love for one another, right? That it drives us to practice these things so that, like Lauren said last week, we would be made more into the likeness of Christ. And I was trying to think of this and I found myself in like an endless cycle mentally where I just kept getting stuck. Is it my discipline that leads to my desire? Is it my desire for Jesus that leads to my discipline? Honestly, I think you could start with either or. I really do. I think the Lord is blessed and is honored by both that we would choose to pursue him in any way. And no matter what, I will promise you right now, if you choose to take one of the practices that we're going to discuss tonight and you apply that to your life, you will desire more of him. Promise guaranteed. And lastly, spiritual disciplines are opportunities for us to know more of his grace, more of his grace. Even in our best attempt, right? We, of course, we'll fall short. We all have New Year's resolutions and we read 70 page on January 1st and then we're like, oh man, forgot, it's January 2nd. That's okay. This is, this is an experience of God's grace. He meets us where we're at and he will be so thrilled by your yes in whatever area you're able to give that. So as a group at your table, I'm gonna ask you guys if someone would be your scribe, if you have a phone, I, we don't have pads of paper and I'm so sorry about that. Um, but let's make a list of spiritual disciplines that come to mind. And this can be something that you've heard taught. This can be something that you feel like you've read in scripture, but what are these, these rhythms that sustain us, practices that we can have in our day-to-day life? The group that I sat with before, um, someone was even just talking about going on prayer walks is a way that they engage with the Lord on a day-to-day basis. So five minutes, make your list. Okay, so if you have a scribe for your table that is comfortable sharing, what I'm actually gonna ask you guys to do is um, just share two of the ones from your list that you came up with each table and we'll just let the room share well first of all our table wants to say thank you to christina because that's some awesome green jalapeno bread that was really good okay (laughs) one would be submission and the second obedience oh we're going deep 
All right. All right, so we had a lot of deep discussion as well as mm. the difference between um, something that we're commanded to do in the Bible versus something that um, is a spiritual discipline. Yep. So we were having that philosophical debate. Either way, <laughs> um, we decided on meditation and fasting. Ooh, good. Thank you. So we had those also. Um, so one of the other ones we have is being more cognitive of your thoughts, trying to figure out the truth versus a lie. And this gentleman was saying, taking every thought captive to Christ. Ooh. And then we also said prayer and serving. Yeah, beautiful. Which, Christina, I just want to commend you as well. The perfect example of you giving of your time and using your gifts to bless the body with bread. Like, how, what an amazing example of even just a practice, a rhythm that you have that connects you to the Lord, connects you to his people. We're so blessed by that. So thank you. Um. We had an interesting one come up. Kaylee mentioned um, tithing your time, mm. as in the time out of your day, or whatever, you know, 10% of that is an interesting thought. And um, she said prayers, so um, reading the Bible mm. as well, spending time in the Word. Good. Thank you. We got one over here. Actually, we got two, but uh, we came up with renewing your mind, refreshing your mind uh, as a discipline so you can listen and hear to God a little bit e uh, easier, more consistently. But then for the extroverts in the room, it's being able to listen to God. And for the intro introverts in the room, it's to be able to talk to God mm. and have a communication. So Beautiful, yeah. Um, we, oh, go ahead, Gay. You're up, you're up. Uh, we, we have Thanksgiving and persevering prayer. Wow. Um, we had much the same, but one thing is uh, choosing your words wisely and choosing mm -hmm. to speak life versus death. In this day and age, there's just so much negativism. Um, also, when you're in suffering or in trials and tribulations, um, to try to get to a point mentally to enjoy the process, even when you're in the middle of it and choosing to think positively, that's extremely difficult to do. But if you understood what God was doing in the process and being willing to submit, it makes a big difference. Wow. 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 Yes. So already so many things that come out where we could go a million different directions. And I love just hearing pieces of what God has planted in your hearts. And we're going to have more time for that as we continue um, looking at scripture, just with some of the ones that hits a lot of what you've already stated, but I just want to make sure that I'm saying these prayer and fasting. If we could put that list up. Awesome. Prayer and fasting, uh, found in multiple places, simplicity and submission, silence and solitude, serving and giving scripture, study, memorization, contemplation, meditation. We see these things all throughout scripture and some very smart people much smarter and more qualified than I am, who have literally given their lives to research this. Richard Foster divides disciplines into three groups. So when we look at these things, he divides it into inward disciplines, outward disciplines, and corporate. 
so things that we experience together. Dallas Willard divides disciplines into two groups. One is a discipline of abstinence, and the other is a discipline of engagement. So we can see on all sides of the spectrum how these come together, and through and through, what I see when I look at this is God saying, any avenue that you can use to connect with me, do it. If it's a walk, if it's your favorite song, if it's cuddling your puppy, whatever, if it's feeding people, like however you can connect with me, do it. All the better because he's uniquely designed you to encounter him. So when I look at this list and I get to the bottom of it, I, it really brought me to this place of, Lord, where do we go from here? What are we, how are we taking this and applying this to our life? And I have been studying certain passages of scripture probably for about the last month or so. And what I ended up feeling that the Lord just connected for me is when we look at all of these spiritual practices and it can be any one of them. Ultimately, what it is, is we're making ourselves present to the Lord. And then we are practicing receiving from him. So those two things, if we bring them together, give us the profound experience of a spiritual discipline. And in scripture, there are different forms of tending that are referenced. Like we've already heard that word tonight, tending. The ones that we're going to talk about today are soil and fire. Okay. Both of these things they display the necessity for us to present ourselves to the Lord and receive from him. So it's important that we recognize it's a partnership. Truly, you can't have one without the other. He made it so that he could experience us and we could experience him. We see in the parable of the sower in Matthew 13 that we are responsible for the soil in our own hearts. So we are we are responsible to prepare and to posture our hearts and ourselves to receive the Lord, but God is responsible for the seed. And this is the good news. The seed is always good, right? It is always good. If we have neglected tending to the soil, we have the grace of God. We have the nearness of God. We have the mercy of God that comes and says, in this moment, would you be present to me? He's always willing. He's our helper. We have the Holy Spirit. But we have a role to play. And in scripture, it tells us our, we are supposed to practice tilling and plowing the soil of our own heart so that the soil would be good. The soil would be healthy to receive a healthy and a good seed. So we can choose in any day at any time to partner with him and to work in the soil. This can be as simple as a prayer that invites the Lord in when you're feeling anxious, when you're feeling something that is the opposite of the fruit of the spirit. I think a relevant one that I can say for me, a great practice is choosing silence. Maybe when I wanna speak words that I shouldn't be planting into the soil, they're not going to be life-giving to the people around me or to me or to the Lord, right? As we are empowered by the Holy Spirit, we can make that decision in that moment to say, Lord, come on in. I want to work with you. I want to partner with you. I want to be present to the Lord and I want to practice receiving from the Lord. So we're actually going to read Matthew 13 and we're going to give you a little more time on this one. I want to have you guys read the passage together 
it will be Matthew 13, one through eight. So if one person will read that and then Matthew 13, 18 through 23. And then discuss as a group. Once you read this, you're going to see four heart conditions. You're going to see the wayward heart, the stony heart, the weedy heart, and the good heart or the healthy heart. And so once you've read this passage, discuss how you've seen these things play out in your own life. The question here is, how do you identify your heart condition? And then what practices have you implemented to till or plow the soil of your own heart? So essentially, what practices are you doing to keep your heart healthy? Cool? All right, I can tell conversation is really good. <laughs> I'm so excited about how the Lord is speaking right now. You guys are so awesome. I, man, I just feel the Holy Spirit in this moment. I want you to be encouraged. Don't let, I know that this is, common sense, but don't let these conversations stop at these tables. Be, make yourselves available, I guess, is what I would try to encourage you, that when you go from this place, even if it's just the Lord saying, remember that one thing that that one person said, pray for them in this moment, or remember that one thing that that one person said, try it out, right? We want to apply what we're talking about. So Hosea 10, 12, it says, plow new ground for yourselves, plant righteousness, and reap the blessings that your devotion to me will produce. It is time for you to turn to me, your Lord, and I will come and pour out blessings upon you. When we take these concepts that maybe feel so big that we're talking about, knowing God, becoming like God, glorifying God, these are possible when we partner with the Holy Spirit to plow the ground, to plant righteousness, and to choose devotion to Jesus. Let's make ourselves present to the gardener who provides good seed. We are called to this seed, seeds of righteousness, seeds of peace, seeds of hope, joy, wisdom. He will sow the fruit of the spirit in our lives so that we are able to accomplish all that he has set before us. So now we're going to talk about fire. We see in the Old Testament that the priests were responsible for tending the lampstands. In Leviticus 24.4, it says, Aaron and the priests must tend to the lamps on the pure gold lampstand continually in the Lord's presence. It was imperative for that light or that fire to continue burning so that the ministry could happen in the tabernacle. The priest's job was to trim the wick. The people of Israel would actually bring oil as an offering. And then the priest would make sure that the oil was always replenished. So we see this in Exodus 27 and many other places in the Old Testament. But in the New Testament and specifically in Revelations 2, we see that Jesus is the keeper of the lampstand. This is really good news for us because he's going to be far better at doing this than anyone we could assign to the job. He is our high priest and it is his job to keep the fire burning. Is that good news? I cannot conjure a fire. He can provide it, right? 
His job is to keep the fire burning. He trims the wick. He takes us through a process of refining and he provides the oil. I bring my flame and he is faithful to kindle it. So I want to bring you back to what I was saying. We make ourselves present to the Lord. I have to bring him myself. I bring my flame and then receiving from him, he will kindle. He will, he will provide the fire. He's the keeper of the lampstands. So when I look at this, my choices, not because of anything I can do in my own strength, by the power of his spirit, my choices to partner with him will keep the fire burning on my own heart. What do I mean by that? He is faithful. That oil is never going to run out. But it's easy when we're hurt, when we're discouraged, when we're frustrated, when we're angry, we withdraw. And so if that's you tonight, would you be reminded, just present yourself yet again to the Lord and he will kindle the flame on your heart. I'm sad to admit this, but when I think of spiritual disciplines, I have thought of this TikTok sound that went viral so many times. And so I'm going to share it with you and you can make fun of me later. I'm totally okay with that. I know it's so cheesy, okay? But I promise you, if you ever see that video again, you will not be able to watch anything with content the same because you're gonna think of this. Spiritual disciplines let the world know where we've been and who we've been with. (laughs) Oh, TikTok. Spiritual disciplines. (laughs) Yeah, see this thing that the Lord is redeeming. Watch it. Uh, Let the spiritual disciplines let the world know where we've been and who we've been with. I will send that to you later if you want some really entertaining videos. Loving Jesus empowers us to follow the encouragement that we receive from the Holy Spirit to connect with his heart and to his voice through these tools. These are tools that we've been given in scripture. This allows us to walk faithfully and to be obedient in what he has called us to. This is not because he is a task driver or because he has a long list that we need to check off. Please do not leave this room tonight and think that that list that your scribe took earlier that you just need to be checking boxes daily. That is not what I'm saying, but know that Jesus is calling you unto himself. Romans 8, 29, for those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Would we be conformed to the image of his son that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters? This is my passion soapbox for just a minute. If we are going to be conformed into his image, we have to, we get to, right? Spend time with him. We have to look at him. We get to spend time with him in his word, in prayer, in fasting, consecration, service, giving. But do you want to know what will change the world? It's people who have looked at him long enough. Would we be people who are committed to looking at the face of God so that we can be transformed into his likeness? 
I heard a message recently where the pastor was just talking about, he's a prayer pastor and he was talking about how everyone's like, oh, how nice for you. Like you must love praying. (laughs) And he was saying, it's really funny because you realize how uncomfortable you are after 30 seconds pass, after a minute pass, after five minutes, after five hours passes. How comfortable are we with looking at the face of God? And if we wanna look like him, then let's look at him. Corey Russell says this, God is really into eye contact. He is really into eye contact. And a huge part of that is because he so desperately and deeply adores you. He wants to take in his creation. But as we take him in, when we celebrate him and who he is, would we be faithful to present ourselves to the Lord and to the act of receiving from him? For he is worthy. And if you were wondering this whole time, I put this at the end on purpose, the word discipline is in fact in the Bible. Second Timothy 1, 7, for God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. If you take those three words and you apply them, <laughs> what a weapon are we for his kingdom? Because of his power, because of his spirit. He is worthy of us pushing past our discomfort and pushing past the unknown. He's worthy of us trying something new, but he desires connection with you. And so I'm gonna read John 14, what we started with. Jesus replied, loving me empowers you to obey my word. As you love him, would you be empowered to walk out every single day, every minute of every day, what he has for you, what he's calling you to, which is ultimately to present yourself before him and to receive from him. So the last thing that we have for table discussion to close, I wanna challenge you to ask the Lord what discipline you can apply for the last three weeks leading up to Easter. So write it down, put it on your phone in your notes, And if you feel comfortable, you can share it with someone at your table. If you feel like it's just for you, that's totally fine. Um, This is trial and error, guys. There's no condemnation. It's not, again, so that you can check a list. It's just, maybe there's something that you've really been wanting to try. Maybe it's literally, I wanna read two Bible verses, two pieces of scripture every day, or I wanna pray for five minutes a day, or I wanna add someone, to this list, or I want to serve my neighbors, whatever it may be, whatever you feel like the Lord is asking you, write it down. And why do I ask you to write it down? Because if you're scrolling later and you see it, it's a little thing that can hold us accountable. And if you feel comfortable sharing at your tables, that's another form of accountability as well, because we are the body and we are then able to recall the conversations that we had and just check in and ask someone if they tried it or how it's going. So Once you guys do that, if you feel comfortable, you can have one person pray at the table or even if you feel like you need to pray for specific people and what they're going to be applying the next three weeks, go ahead and do that. But thank you guys for joining in this. I love it so much. So we have five minutes for that. Bring it before the Lord.
Thank you, Jesus, for speaking to us, for leading us, for highlighting these things that we can focus on and we can grow in. John 15, four through five. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Would we actively and intentionally abide in Christ? Be encouraged tonight. We have the joy and the privilege to abide in Christ through these powerful tools of connection that he's given us. And so we're just going to pray. I want to, I do this every time that I'm up here, but I heard a new quote. Um, I love the Bible. (laughs) I hope that you do too. I hope it's one of your favorite books. And I heard a quote recently where they just said, there's a man behind the pages. If you've been reading this and, and you're like, I, I can't connect with a parable. I'm not connecting with the letters on the page or the words on the page. Know that there is a man behind this book who so desperately wants to reveal himself to you that your life would be transformed, that you would be set free, that you would experience life in Jesus. And so, yeah, whatever we can do as a church to just encourage your love for this book, let us know. If you're needing a text to remind you to read your Bible, if you're needing an explanation on a passage that you're not understanding, please reach out and ask. We would love to walk with you in that, but this book is so amazing in our connection with Jesus and in understanding his heart. So Jesus, we love you. We take a moment right now, Lord, just to gaze upon your face, to take you in. What a privilege it is that we get to spend time with you tonight, that we get to come together in fellowship. And Lord, we ask that your spirit would empower us from our very core, in every place of weakness, in every moment of tiredness, would we so desire you that we would apply the things that we're learning and we would delight in you moment by moment. We thank you that when we do present ourselves to you, that you you plant and you provide good seed. Help us to be faithful stewards of the soil that you've given us. Lord, we bring you tonight, we bring you our flame. And we ask you for the people in this room where it feels like the world has absolutely extinguished their flame. Thank you for the oil of your spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the process of refining. And thank you that in a moment you will kindle the flame of our hearts. We ask that flames that have been extinguished and gone out would be kindled in this moment. We present ourselves before you. And we practice right now receiving you, Jesus. We receive you. We receive from you. We're so thankful for you and we are so thankful for your word. Thank you that we can come together and learn from one another. I pray that hearts in this room would feel so encouraged. And as Pastor Dan often says, if the attack of the enemy comes for anything that you've shared tonight at your table, any encouragement that you've given and you walk through these doors and you feel 
like that was pointless, like it wasn't heard, you're embarrassed that you shared too much, much in the name of Jesus, we break that off. What you have to bring to the table is valuable. It is valid. It is needed in the body of Christ. Thank you for stepping up. Would you hear the Lord say to you tonight, well done. And so Lord, we just submit ourselves to you. And I pray that as we go from this place, that it would be so easy for the world to see where we've been and who we've been with, Lord. We thank you for the empowerment of your spirit. Amen.